Welcome to the Senior Dog Revolution, where we discuss how to give our senior dogs the best life they deserve, where age is just a number and health and happiness of our senior pets is a priority. Hello, senior dog pet parents. I hope that you're doing well. I'm a little late in getting this podcast up, and so thanks for being patient with me. If some of you are just joining me now for the first time in our podcast adventure for older dogs, then welcome. I'm so excited to have you here. My name is Monica Tarantino, and I'm a veterinarian in the Charlotte, North Carolina area. And actually, I still work full-time as a clinician because I really love my work. I wanted to start this podcast to really help this demographic that is really special to me in the canine population, which is senior dogs. So that's why I created this podcast because there's no demographic that really needs our involvement more, as far as I'm concerned, than older pets who are more prone to illnesses than any other age group there is. That's in addition to them honestly being the most lovable group. (laughs) And I hope some of you guys agree with me, but they're the most eccentric, most silly, most fun kind of age group, I think, in the doggy world. And so they really have my heart. So With that, I'm excited to have you guys here and welcome to part three of our canine cognitive dysfunction series, also known as doggy Alzheimer's. And what we're going to focus on in this third part of the series is the therapy and the management of this disease. So as a background, I've treated many patients with this disease. And the first thing that we need to know about it is it's a lot like human Alzheimer's from the beta amyloid plaques that actually form on the brain, disrupting their cognition to the mitochondrial dysfunction and impaired learning and memory and more. But one of the unfortunate similarities between human Alzheimer's and doggy Alzheimer's is there is no actual cure at least not yet. And that's important for us to keep in mind for treatment because our goal is not curing the disease, but we want to minimize the impact of cognitive dysfunction in our senior dog's life. And the good news is that there's ample room for improvement with this. So the way that we help dogs with signs of cognitive decline live their best life is by aiming our therapies and our management of them towards the reduction of the impact of the disease on their day-to-day life. So what the heck does that even mean, right? Well, let me explain. So what that means for me is with my own dog, Frodo, who was my Westie and the love of my life dog that you guys will get sick of me talking about at some point, I'm sure. But with Frodo, he showed cognitive decline with things like reduced amount of time bonding with me. And I discussed with you in my last episode how we used to cuddle and watch the CW shows, in particular Heart of Dixie, which was my obsession. And when his doggy dementia started to set in, all of a sudden he couldn't get comfortable with me. And so what used to be our favorite weekly activity became a time where he would wander and pace the house and seemingly be looking for something. And that's a classic sign of decreased social interactions that older dogs with cognitive decline will show you. And so a goal that I would have for a client of mine that was going through the same thing with their pet would be to see if we can help that senior pet relax a little bit more, improve their restlessness so they can bond with their owner like they want to. Another example of ways we can minimize the impact of cognitive dysfunction is with the dog with dementia that's waking up in the middle of the night. Now, I encountered this with two of my past senior dogs, Frodo and Bon Bon, where they would do this nighttime tippy-tappies on the floor, and they'd pace, and they would even vocalize their distress at times. So if you have a senior dog that is doing this, our goal with those seniors is to make sure they don't have any other ailments causing their distress, and then gear your treatment towards helping them rest and sleep at night. 
Oftentimes, dogs with doggy dementia have a sense of timelessness and they can't shut their brains off when they need to. So gearing my treatment towards seeing if we can improve that so they can at least rest most of the night is what I would do. So those are the things we focus our therapy on. And I want my dog with CCD to be playing more with their owners and toys once we start their therapies. I want them to be able to adapt to change and to cope a little bit better because, oh my gosh, these dogs struggle with that. And I want them to be able to relax like they used to and get the sleep that they need. Because if we can't get their brains to turn off at night or to rest, then they won't be able to function at a higher capacity during their awake time. We're going to talk about three therapies that I commonly use to support those goals. Before I launch into those, I just want to give you guys a reminder to make sure that you're working with your veterinarian early on, as a lot of the signs that we see with cognitive dysfunction are also signs of other diseases. So the first step when you notice signs of cognitive decline is to involve your veterinarian. Don't go this one alone and just start trying to do things on your own. It really is a little bit too tricky. And like I said, I've seen signs such as staring or panting due to chronic pain from bad teeth or even cancer. And so in order for me to effectively manage this with my patients, I had to see them pretty frequently, just as a reminder. But let's dive into the first aspect of therapy for doggy dementia, and that is diet. There's a lot of improvement that can be gained with this disease should dogs with canine cognitive dysfunction be on the right diet. Certain commercial diets have actually been shown in studies to improve age-related behavioral changes, improve mental sharpness, improve the learning ability in older dogs by limiting cellular damage to the brain. That is amazing to me, and nutrition in general is amazing. Three of my own senior dogs have been on these commercial diets geared towards assisting cognitive dysfunction, and I've seen improvement with them. So let's talk about how these diets work. The first focus of these diets is on reducing oxidative stress in our pet's brains. We know that as our brains age for human, that they're actually more susceptible to damage from oxidative stress and free radicals. And this also applies to our dogs, which means that your senior dog's brain is not able to reduce oxidative damage and protect itself as well as it used to. Antioxidants such as vitamin C and E are helpful in reducing oxidative stress. So having diets with appropriate levels of these antioxidants is helpful for our dogs with doggy dementia. The next way nutrition helps your dog's aging brain is by providing an alternate energy source. So glucose is the brain's principal energy source. And as your dog ages, their brain tends to be less efficient at actually using glucose. In fact, studies show that around age seven, a dog's glucose metabolism in their brain begins to change. So some diets for doggy dementia actually focus on providing aging brains with other substrates for energy to help them function at a higher level. The last way that nutrition can help aging brains is by targeting mitochondrial dysfunction. And often we can do that with mitochondrial cofactors such as lipoic acid and carnitine. And so it's those three factors that I mentioned, reducing oxidative stress, providing an alternate energy source besides glucose, and assisting mitochondrial function that we can attempt to target with nutrition. 
I'm not a big proponent of just going out there and buying vitamins and antioxidants and giving them to our senior dog, as we really need to be careful of how we approach nutrition with our seniors, because there are a lot of ways that we can mess it up and we can provide them with too little of these vitamins, too much, especially if they're already on a diet that already has sufficient amounts in them. So we need to be really thoughtful before we go out and just buy things to add into our dog's nutritional regime. So making sure that you talk to your veterinarian about what kind of food they should be on and if there's supplements they should be on is really important to making sure that we give our senior dogs the absolute best. There are a total of three diets on the market that have been demonstrated to improve cognitive decline in our older dogs. And those diets are Hills BD, which is a prescription diet. So the BD stands for brain diet and Purina Bright Minds diet and then Purina NeuroCare. Each of these diets have different formulations that are specifically formulated to target two or more of the challenges we discussed aging brains can have. Now, I don't have any affiliation with the above companies, so I don't get paid by any of them to mention this to you, at least not at this time. I just want to share with you guys one area that I found helpful that has science and published data behind it. And you'll know that I like a diet if I put my own dogs on it. There's a secret trick that I also wanted to share with you guys. So when I place my dogs on these diets, I always incorporate daily mental stimulation and cognitive enrichment for them. And I think it's that combination that really helps me see improvement with my guys as the studies show that diet alone can be helpful, but diet in combination with physical activity and mental enrichment helps even more. These diets are not for everyone, so don't just go out there and buy them. I know they're pretty exciting to talk about and to know about. About, but always talk to your vet about these diets and diet changes because the truth is that often with older dogs, your pet may have another illness that's more pressing and requires another special diet instead of this. And that's okay because we can still work on CCD from other angles in those pets. I also am really specific about how I start my patients on these diets. So again, talk to your vet first before, before buying them. Okay, so diet is the first therapy that I think can be really helpful for dogs with CCD. The second thing that I think could be really helpful for dogs with CCD is to establish consistent daily routines for them. Routines are really important to our dogs in general and at any age, but with CCD, it's a necessity to managing it well. So you must be consistent with these guys every day and you must help them set their clock in a way. I previously mentioned a concept of timelessness in our last episode and in the intro of this episode. And this idea is is something I want you to be familiar with because it occurs with our seniors that are beginning to have cognitive decline. And it explains so much of the behavior that occurs with canine cognitive dysfunction. If you look at Alzheimer's in people, then losing sense of time is one of the early signs. For people, they miss track of appointments. They forget what season they're in. And with your pets, you may see things like them waking up in the middle of the night and pacing restlessness during the day. I remember that Frodo used to wander throughout the house during the day, especially, and if you catch yourself saying things like, why can't he just settle down? This can be a clue. I don't know if any of you are dealing with that at home, but these suggestions should help you manage that better. So what do I mean by consistent routine? Well, I want you to think about it in terms of the following four consistencies. The first one is consistent potty times. 
As CCD begins to set in, a previously perfectly trained, house-trained dog starts actually having accidents in the house, and they're not very good anymore at letting you know when they need to go out. And they're also not very good at remembering what to do when they're out there. So there's no guaranteed that if you're letting them out in your backyard, that they're remembering to potty. If you know that for the past three years before that they've needed to go out to potty at 8 a.m., 4 p.m., 6 p.m., and 9 p.m., then you need to help maintain that schedule for them and consider the task of going out there with them and making sure they're pottying. We found with both Bon Bon, who was my geriatric Maltese and Ray of Sunshine, and Frodo that we needed to go out there and do that with them. So just putting your older dog in the backyard isn't going to work anymore. And be mindful of the fact that it's not their fault. They simply are unable to remember that in addition to all the fun smells out there that they're enjoying, they were supposed to potty too. The next thing I want you to be consistent with is their walks, their training, and their playtimes. Now is not the time to miss your walks with your dogs. In fact, I find that getting them on a twice daily walking schedule is very critical for our senior dogs with doggy dementia, but especially that evening walk, which allows them to get some of that restlessness out of their system. Remember, letting dogs out in the backyard to run along the fence line is not exercise, guys. They need walks. They need that stimulation of smelling new scents and moving their bodies in a low impact manner that's consistent. I discussed the three components of a daily routine that every senior dog needs to have in episode four. So go back and check that out because each of these things that I'm talking about here, I talk about in more detail during that episode. Each of those things that I talk about in that episode are scientifically proven to improve dogs and people with Alzheimer's stress and health. The next category is consistent eating and medication time. And I do recommend this one. I think that I'm a little bit more relaxed with the eating portion of this suggestion, just because as a lot of our pets get older, their appetites get more finicky. And I know that the owners of older Labrador retrievers are like, what are you talking about? (laughs) But Labrador retriever owners, I'll get to you guys in a second because I have one of you. I have Becca, who's my older lab here. She's a 15-year-old lab. Um, But we find that with, I found at least that with Frodo, my Westie, he had a pretty picky appetite as he aged. And I think many smaller dogs tend to have pickier appetites. Both of my smaller dogs just started not to recognize normal feeding times at all. So though I would try to keep them on the schedule that they had for years, it didn't really work. And there's a lot of reasons that this can occur, and it can be related to more than just cognitive decline in our senior dogs. With both Frodo and Bon Bon, they stopped getting excited for their food. And this can be related to both timelessness, but also to illness elsewhere in their body, which both of them had. And in addition, it can be related to a decrease in their senses that all older dogs will experience. So then there's my geriatric princess, Labrador, Becca, who's the opposite. Becca will eat all day, every day. And we used to feed her breakfast at a reasonable hour of 7.30 in the morning. But now she slowly started getting up earlier and earlier and has us now trained to get her breakfast at 5.30 in the morning (laughs) these days. Because if we don't, there's a bunch of dramatics that ensue for two hours and then we can't even sleep after that anyways. So most of what she does is she does these tippy tappies intermingled with these like snort grunts and these whines and other noises. I'm not even sure there are names for them, but she does them right next to my face on the bed. So um, so her time clock now likes to demand breakfast at 5.30 in the morning. And I just want to say, I'm not entirely convinced that this is a good example of timelessness. And it's maybe just more of an example of her being a lab. So you guys, other Labrador owners, I want you guys to let me know what you think about that. 
So we talked about that we want to do consistent potty times, consistent walks, consistent eating and medication times. And the very last one that I want you guys to focus on is consistent quality time. Quality time is one of those things that is easily overlooked in senior dogs, especially because we have really busy lives, but we need to incorporate this into their daily routines. And I'm going to share why. And I read this perspective from another much older and wiser veterinarian than I, but basically there was a study that came out of University of Iowa on people with Alzheimer's and they found that emotions will often persist even though cognition deteriorates. And in the study that they did, they had Alzheimer patients view film clips and the film clips would cause an emotion anywhere from tears or sadness or laughter and happiness. And 30 minutes later, the patients were asked about what they saw. And though they couldn't remember exactly what they saw, they were still experiencing the emotions from what they saw in those clips. And so if you try to flip that around a bit into a positive light and imagine what it's like for a pet with dementia to have an owner hugging or massaging or brushing them, that can be pretty impactful because the pet might forget what it was that you were actually doing to make them feel good. But my hopes would be that somehow it can translate over to our pets and that maybe they'd still be feeling that show of affection that you gave them. And obviously it's something that we can never ask them, but even more of a reason to plan quality time with your dog with doggy dementia. And that one gets me a little bit emotional. So hopefully that hits home for you guys too. Another thing that we can do besides having consistency with those four facets that I just mentioned above is really focusing on reducing the stress in the environment. So I I kid, but we have a very loving relationship with a machine in our home whose name is Roomberto. And if any of you have a Roomba <laughs> or the automatic vacuum cleaner that kind of goes around and cleans everything up, then there's only, and if any of you don't have a Roomba, actually, I'd rather talk to you guys. There's only one thing to say. You need to get a Roomba because Roomberto takes care of all of our pet messes in our home, all of the hair that used to take me 45 minutes to sweep when I got home, home from work. And we can talk about my love for Roomberto later, but Roomberto for all the graces and endorphin releases, (laughs) endorphin release that this robot brings me, he scares my dogs. In particular, he scares my senior dogs because he's unpredictable. He twirls, he scoots left and right. Who the heck knows where he's going? And my senior dogs cannot predict or hear him very well. So Roberto gets to run when he's all by himself now. So the point is that If you've got something that you know kind of scares your dog or startles them, or you have an area in the home where they slip more often, you want to try to create an environment that's more predictable for them. So for dogs with CCD, we want our environment to be mostly predictable, not many changes, but still allow for exploring in it and a little bit of controlled variety that can stimulate their minds, but not overwhelm them. These dogs with doggy dementia seem to scare more easily. They often can't hear as well and they can't see as well. their brains can't process new stimuli as well as they used to. So you'll find that there is a lot that scares them now that didn't scare them before. Try to avoid surprises as these guys can't seem to adjust very well to big changes in the environment. Do the normal things like have non-slip rugs out so they don't slip and fall and surprise themselves and try to make the environment as pleasant and predictable as possible for them. For our third category, we're going to talk about medications and supplements just briefly. And what I'm going to do is focus us on two options your veterinarian may discuss with you. I'll cover the main medication option we have for this disease, which is called Anapril or Selegiline, and a common supplement we use for this disease to help support your pet's brain called SAMe, which stands for S-adenosyl methionine. 
as a vet, many of us don't jump to these right away. So I know that with my patients, I move in a very methodical way, which really varies by case. But in case your veterinarian does think it's time for one of these medications, I want you to know just a little bit about them. Both of them can be very helpful in this disease, but neither of them are benign drugs or supplements. So they should only be used under the direct supervision of your vet. In general, with medications and supplements for this disease, we need to go really slow and assess as we go. And part of the reason for that is when treating this disease, we often don't know which neurotransmitters or neuropathways are most affected by CD in each of our dogs. So I might get a better response in one patient than in another if using various drugs. Let's start with Anapril. Anapril is the only drug in the market at this time that is approved by the FDA to slow the progression of canine cognitive dysfunction. Studies have shown this medication to be effective in majority of dogs that take it, but I find that if a pet's CCD has progressed a little bit too far, it's a little bit less effective, and it doesn't work in every patient. One thing that may prevent folks from actually using this drug is its cost it can get a little bit pricey. It can definitely restore the sleep-wake cycle and help to slow the progression of cognitive dysfunction. And the way that it does this is it inhibits the reuptake of dopamine, norepinephrine, and serotonin, and it increases free radical elimination. This medication works to normalize dopamine levels, which have been shown to benefit our dogs with CCD. Just like with this disease, it takes some time to actually have it kick in. So you often have to give it for about four weeks to notice a difference. Lastly, we'll briefly cover SAMe, which is a supplement that has been shown to have some benefits for dogs with CCD in two different studies. Now, not all SAMEs are created the same, and so it's important to talk to your vet before going out there and buying it. One study done a a while ago showed that SAMe was safe and effective at improving signs of age-related mental decline in dogs. Areas where the study indicated improvement with this supplement is level of activity, awareness, and elimination disorders, especially at about 60 days into that trial. In general, most dogs will tolerate SAMe well. And in fact, I think I've seen maybe just one dog have diarrhea on it that I've used it with, but I do think that this supplement can be really helpful and beneficial for some dogs with CCD. So it's something that's definitely worth asking your veterinarian about if you're looking for something additional to give your dog. So that is the top couple of things that I find helpful with my senior patients that have some cognitive decline. I hope you guys found that valuable. And just to recap, we talked about a lot of things today. So we talked about diet and those few commercial diets that are out there that I actually have used. I use one of them in particular, but I've used with my patients, all of them, honestly, and I think that they're super helpful. For So definitely talk to your veterinarian about that. After diet, we talked about the importance of having a consistent routine with our senior dogs with dementia as well as trying to make the environment around them both safe and predictable because they scare a lot more easily when they have this disease. And lastly, we talked about a couple medications that could be helpful for dogs with dementia. So I hope that was valuable for you guys dealing with this with your own pets. If you guys haven't done so yet and you find this podcast valuable, please take a moment to hit subscribe to my podcast and leave me a review. And if you can leave a comment with your review, I would really appreciate it. I so enjoy having each of you here with me on the mission to help improve the lives of senior dogs everywhere. Until next time, I hope you and your dogs have an amazing day. 